0: A listener exclusive.
1: From the Penguin Parade at Phillip Island to that new building development in the middle of Warragul, this is Talking Gippsland with Ed Cowlishaw. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Gippsland. Our guest today is a young singer-songwriter, but also a budding artist when it comes to street art. Her name is Christine Watterson and recently released an album called Wonder. Today we find out how she is mixing both passions of art and music together and why she is so endeared to the beautiful lifestyle that Gippsland has to offer. Sit back, relax and enjoy the company of Christine Watterson on Talking Gippsland. Christine, welcome to Talking Gippsland, having you here in the studio today and you're busy as a bee. There's no doubt about that for someone like you, which has got a multi-facet of loves in their life when it comes to work, career, family and everything like that. Let's let's go back to the beginning. Tell us where you
0: grew up. So originally I'm not actually from Gippsland. Mm-hmm. I'm from the southeast suburbs of Melbourne, Bayside area. But I moved out to Gippsland about four and a half years ago for work and I'm never going to move back.
1: What's the reason for coming out to Gippsland in the first place?
0: It's funny. Um, I've found that time actually slows down when you're out here Everything's a little bit more relaxed, people are more friendly, Um, you don't have to compete with so much traffic as you normally would do in Melbourne. And you've got so many wide open spaces and that's what I'm really drawn to about Gippsland. It's
1: interesting when growing up, I'm an eastern suburbs boy... Uh, myself, I grew up in the Baldwin, Doncaster area there. And you'll say you're from the Bayside area there. And I think growing up, there was a little bit of a, you know, you get your start out there and work your way in and all that sort of stuff on whatever career it is. And that's sort of the message that was given through, uh, through various schools and things like that. And I think it's completely false. I think it's completely false that you can find your rhythm out here. You can find your love, your passion. And I actually feel as though when you are in a region such as Gippsland, sometimes the opportunities are more plentiful than they are back home.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had things presented to me which normally I wouldn't have had back in Melbourne. Um, so things like having exhibitions for art mm. or the ability to perform locally. Um, it's, you've got this anonymity back in Melbourne, which you just don't have when you're out in regional Victoria And it's just great. You're able to engage with the community on a completely different level. And that's something that I really enjoy.
1: Christine Watterson's joined us on Talking Giftsland. We're talking about her journey, her life, how she got to Giftsland. Been here for four years. There's something about the water, something that connects you with it. Do you find that?
0: I'm so engaged with the marine environment in particular. And I'm very passionate about protecting the resources that we have and ensuring that they're here for future generations, not just for now.
1: And you're telling that story through two different mediums of your artistry, that is your music, and also your passion for drawing and painting and and the way that that's flowing as well through your works. How do you balance that with, obviously, all right, nine to five, you're out and about doing your job, you know, making sure the bad limits are right and making sure everyone's to dotting the I's and crossing the T's there, but then all of a sudden you're out on footpaths at Lakes Entrance, doing some wonderful uh, street walk and art and all that sort of stuff. And then you've got these wonderful, wonderful style when it comes to depicting the life within the, our oceans. How, how do you find that balance?
0: Oh, I've, I find it quite easy because through both pathways, I'm just um, endeavouring to advocate to people the importance of our marine environment. So whether it's drawing an octopus on the side of a footpath mm. or whether I'm out in the boat engaging with people who are fishing, it's all about advocating for sustainable fishing practices and also just instilling that idea of how important our marine resources are within people. So if we're able to see something in our environment and acknowledge its importance and then we can put into practice certain things which are going to ensure that longevity in the future. That's what I try to communicate with my artwork and also through work, definitely.
1: The artwork and music, which yeah. one do you enjoy more?
0: Oh, it's such a hard balance. <laughs> I've been doing both since as long as I can remember, Yeah, really. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but music, it's an ability for me to express certain feelings, certain emotions and certain ideas that I've got um, and art is also the same thing but almost on two separate pathways like when it comes to art I'm just trying to replicate the beauty that I see in the environment and I absolutely love the environment absolutely love the natural world and it's just in the most fascinating place really so I draw a lot of inspiration from nature and from the environment. Music, it's something different. It's a little bit more soulful for me and it's more about emotions and processing our, my time, your time, mm. everybody's time and place in the world.
1: Where does the talent come from? Because you're extremely talented in your artwork. You're extremely talented in your music. I, I get the feeling you're saying that there's, it's hard to find that balance because you love both, right? But you also probably get the feeling that if you go one way, one will probably... Take a back seat sooner or later on, on your journey and it depends where you want to go with it as well. But let's let's start with your art. Where did that that craving for losing yourself in your drawings or artistry, where where did it all start to manifest?
0: I did study art at BC, but to go back a little bit further than that, I've grown up in a really big family. Yeah. I've got twelve brothers and sisters.
1: Twelve. So um, hang on, time out. Mum and Dad. <laughs> hang on, shout out to Mum. Firstly, that's incredible, Mum. Mum, uh, that is amazing. What's Mum's name? Narelle. Narelle, Narelle is yeah. a superstar. Oh, Outri- she is outright <laughs> superstar. Twelve. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, where do you bat in the order? Where Where do you come in at? Where are you? Oh
0: uh, yeah, I'm number nine in the batting. Number order.
1: nine, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> a fast bowler. I like it. That's excellent. Well, so you, you were talking about your art. Where did where did that start in a motley crew of your family? <laughs> Where did that come from?
0: So because the my brothers, who were close to me in age, yeah. they were always dominating the computer or the television mm. or the Game Boys, whatever. I had no chance Game at boys. getting involved in technology. Yeah, yeah. So um, I spent a lot of time out in the garden playing with bugs and stuff. Yeah, And yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time drawing too because that was my creative outlet. That was my source of... Um, Source of fun, yeah. really, because I couldn't do anything else because my brothers bullied me out of using the computer or the television.
1: So you headed outside and then you started drawing and mucking around in that space. Yeah. Who helped you along that journey there? Because the style, you know, we know from the stick men and the weird sort of drawings that we do in, you know, kinder <laughs> yeah. and, and preppy to one and all that sort of stuff, but it evolves over time. So where does your style come from?
0: Oh, that's a really hard question to answer. I just... Did what I thought looked good at the yeah. time. Like when you're younger, you're like, oh yeah, I will draw a sun in the corner of the piece of paper, yeah. and yeah, that I was always cool. in the corner, and wasn't?
1: Never in the middle. It was yeah, never in, in the, the middle.
0: Yeah. And then I actually progressed to putting the sun in different places, and the people in different places. And then it went from drawing people to drawing horses. I loved horses growing up. And then from horses, I developed this love of marine life. So whales and dolphins and sharks. I was obsessed with sharks for so long. So I was just trying to capture the feeling of an animal and their presence, Mm -hmm. really. That was what I was trying to capture when I was younger and that's what I'm trying to pursue now.
1: We see a lot of artists now, thanks to the Silo Art Trail around country Victoria, where artists are getting to champion their work on massive easels, massive easels, which are silos or could be on a shop front or something along those lines there. I mean, you look at Yarram, which has just really encompassed uh, that artistry and the stories from that region as well. And uh, whether you're drawing an octopus on the the footpath or whatever it is, uh, do you feel as though that's where your art could head or are you more of a gallery kind of an artist where you want something a little bit more intimate, getting it out to the people?
0: So, to be honest with you, Ed, I'm one of those people that doesn't really have a plan.
1: <laughs> and
0: I think that's a good thing because, okay, yeah, I could pursue that area of an exhibition. Yeah. Or I could just try to make things as public as possible
2: yeah.
0: and communicate with as many people as I possibly can. I'm really open to going either way with that.
1: Christine Waterson's joined us. We're, we're talking about her journey here in Gippsland, been here for four years working with fisheries, loves her art, and now we dive into music. And I have the album here, Wonder, which is absolutely fantastic here. Is it everything that you wanted it to be?
0: Yeah, I got to a point um, where I decided, yep, you know what, that's it.
1: Because you don't have a plan. You don't plan (laughs) for things. No, I don't plan
0: for things. It just (laughs) happens along the way. (laughs) Yeah, it it was this thing that I sent out. At the beginning, so a couple of years ago when I started recording at Broodin Studio, I thought, all right, yep, this is going to be a 15-track album. It's going to be all these different songs. And it was such a learning curve mm-hmm. being in the studio. I started to realise that, you know, if you can start to link songs together, have a bit of a underlying common theme and... You can portray these songs in a way which will be um, appealing to the audience. It was—it oh, was such a learning curve, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was completely not what I expected at the start because this is my first time being as a, you know, working as a recording artist. So learning the whole process was just fascinating, and I feel like I've grown so much as a musician in the last few years. So um, yeah, originally from going. Well, planning to have 15 songs in the album, I've reduced it down to nine because I thought, okay, all these songs can tie in with each other. They can tie in with the theme of Wonder, which is the title for the album. And I feel like they all work together. So that was was just something I didn't really expect right from the beginning, is that you've got to consider these different little things along the way.
1: We've got the album here but it's a journey to simply get a song out or to simply release a single or simply just write something down and put the lyrics to the tune and everything like that. Where did the music come from? Who, who inspired you there?
0: So my parents, um, Narelle and Leonard, Yes, they are exceptional musicians. Right. So they both studied music together at university, and that's how they met, back in um, Teachers College over yep. in Perth. and. They're just brilliant people. Um, their understanding of music is just like second to none. And my dad's played in a lot of different jazz bands around Melbourne. Um, one of the most popular ones was the Frank Trainer Jazz Band, which went for quite a few years. So growing up, annually we'd have these jazz parties or Christmas parties where the musicians would all come together and play songs. And it was just, it was just great growing up in that environment where it was more musically centred, centred. Um, it was great. And my dad works as a piano tuner and restorer. So we always had pianos at home, right. lots of different pianos. And he had a workshop at the back, which was just filled with maybe like 15 to 20 pianos at any time. So this also comes back to my brothers. <laughs> While they were dominating the computer or the TV or something like that or completely displacing me from any technology, I'd go out to the workshop and play piano. And I'd start to come up with melodies. And with those melodies, I'd start to come up with lyrics. And i have been doing that since I was about eight years old.
1: Let's talk about the album. It's out, Wonder. It's out now, of course. Um, we're going to hear Wonder itself yeah. uh, shortly, which is fantastic. Is there a certain track there that you've gone, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of this one?
0: Uh, For myself, um, probably String Theory 3, which is the final song on the album. Mm -hmm. Um, The melody for that I wrote when I was eight. So like I said to you the other day, this album is a culmination of a lot of work and lyrics and themes and ideas that I've come up with pretty much over the last 20 years. So I do love String Theory 3. It's a a beautiful song um, and the lyrics are important if you... You're interested in listening to it. I think that might be my favourite on the album. But there's elements of each of them which I really enjoy.
1: That's year eight we're talking about there. Oh, sorry, eight years of age. That's where you started tinkering with strings. Yep. Yeah, Theory 3. So tell us about that time in your life. If that song is what you're writing and you're working on, what's happening when you're eight years old?
0: I would just go out to the, um, the workshop or my dad's workshop every night where all the pianos were. Yeah. And I just play, play each of them, and I don't know. You just come up with a melody which just it just feels right. Yeah. It just resonates right. Um, it's and it's a melody which has stuck with me for quite a long time, but I didn't actually finalize the lyrics and the chord structure and everything like that until the start of last year. So here we go. So it has been quite a process to develop that song. And it is constantly evolving. It's um, very malleable. And that's just part of the creative process when it comes to writing music.
1: We're going to hear Wonder now. Uh, We'll get the guitar out and and things like that. Tell us a little bit about Wonder because that has got the title on the album.
0: Yeah, it's the title track. This whole album, it's about... It's trying to reflect my own sense of curiosity and... um, excitement about learning different things or about appreciating our particular time and space. So this song, Wonder, in particular, it, it's a little bit heavier, but it, it's um, revolved around the topic of losing somebody. Mm. And it's something that everyone will experience in their lifetime. How do we cope with loss? It's a difficult thing. And everybody has their different approaches to dealing with it. But Wonder itself, it's written in a way which is meant to be a bit more lighthearted, a bit more comforting, and pretty much just a song for people to reflect on somebody that they've lost in a way that they know, okay, well, this person in different ways is still with me. And it draws upon um, fundamentally just my scientific background, because um, I worked in chemistry for quite a while before I went into fisheries. And I just know about how um, elements move through time and how different matter is recycled and energy can't be created or destroyed. And pretty much it's based on that. When we lose somebody, we don't actually lose them. They're just presented in different forms around us. And that's what wonders about.
1: This is Christine Watterson here on Talking Gippsland. We are talking Wonder. It's an album that is out now, and this is the title track from that album, Wonder.
2: upon your shoulders I see the shadows behind your eyes I see the way you approach corners as if I could be on the other side But if you listen carefully I'm the echo of the wind Between the mountains You'll still feel me I'm the warm September sunshine The energy surrounding you is mine Oh no I'm not gone say me in the clouds. just know you'll never be alone in this world I wish that you could know I'm with you when you sit there How you'll ever face the day. Just know whatever path you follow that I. the echo of the wind between the mountains, you'll still feel me. I'm the warm September sunshine, the energy I'm with you when you sit there and watch.
1: Christine, what someone with wonder, title track from her album. Christine, absolutely brilliant. Thank you for that. I wish you all the success uh, for whichever way you go, um, whether it's down the art, whether it's down the music, whether you're dominating uh, everything in your workplace at fisheries and stuff <laughs> like that. But... It seems as though your journey is still yet to be written and it's going to be an epic one. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Love to the family, every single one of you, including you, Frankie. Uh, And we wish you all the best on your journey for 2023 and beyond. And thanks for spending some time on Talking Gippsland.
0: Thanks for having me in, Ned.
1: Thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of Talking Gippsland. Hey, if you've got a story to tell or know of an interesting character or organisation, association, or just someone that might uh, be able to have a yarn with me, well, why don't you get in touch with us here at Triple M? We'd love to have you feature on our Talking Gippsland podcast. Send us a message via Facebook or, of course, give us a buzz at the station and send us an email at triplem.com.au forward slash Gippsland. In our next episode on Talking Gippsland, we catch up with rising Australian basketball star Jade Melbourne. How's the emotions? They're good, and I think the coolest thing is I think when I was making the decision, Mum was like, Mum wasn't hesitant on it as well. So when I told her, I was like, yep, I'm going. I just wanted to see her reaction. I was kind of baiting it a little bit. (laughs) I was like, I'm going. And she was like, oh, cool. So I think she was just happy that I've made a decision too. And I've been out of home since I was 16. So I guess... You know, America's the other side of the world, but, um, you know, they're super happy for me. Dad's already trying to figure out if there's a good golf course in Seattle, so (laughs) that's the most important thing to him. Um, But, yeah, they're hoping to come over, hopefully, for my 21st in August, which would be cool. But, yeah, no, they're pumped. Um, I've been really excited over the last couple of days, knowing that it's actually a reality, and mum's like, if you say Seattle one more time, like, just get on a plane and go. So it's been really good in that aspect, and, um, you know, they're fired up. So, yeah, it's a really good feeling around home. Looking forward to having your company on our next episode of Talking Gippsland. Catch you soon.
0: A Listener Production.